<laughs> cool. Uh, right. Uh, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, and welcome, people, to episode 234 of Dude the Monkey. I am one of your co-hosts, Mark Foster, and as ever, I am joined by... Ian Loring. Ian Loring, who is currently burning his face off with um, Jack Daniels. Fucking um, hell, man. Single barrel Jack Daniels. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> There's, there's some nice of those like different sort of, of flavored Jack Daniels as well. I got the uh, uh, I got the apple one last year. It's like a punch, like a whiskey punch thing. Yeah, it was really cool. quite nice. Yeah, it was. It's it comes in like a standard size um, Jack um, Jerry Jim Beam bottle, but it's not. It's already pre diluted and everything, so it's not like you have it as a what is it? You have it just over ice um, on that. But it was really it was really quite tasty. Yeah, I think nice. they, do, they do a. I also got the cherry one as well, but that's the black cherry ones. It's a standard whiskey, but it's a cherry whiskey, which is really quite nice. Um, so yes, we 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 were just saying that um, we were originally going to be recording playing it forward uh, with Noel, but we've put that back to Monday because Noel's got um, work commitments on there. Um, so we we're still bringing you a podcast. We thought we'd still bring you episode uh, two hundred thirty four uh, a little bit earlier than it might have happened because obviously we've been doing the playing it forward um, cast. So next week you'll get playing it forward and you'll get um t35 because we'll be covering the disaster artist i believe oh shit is it playing for you next week what no it'll be next week it'll be the week after we'll have the disaster artist won't we and then the week after that is it star wars yeah i think it is far yes and the week after that is jumanji is jumanji christmas weekend hang on so Star Wars is like Thursday the 14th I think Jumanji is out like maybe the Monday or the Tuesday after that that's fucking brave isn't it well you know it's Jumanji's gonna make money isn't it because it looks fantastic let's fucking have a look let's have a look we've we've got we've kind of got time to indulge ourselves in this shit today so we do yes so so what was so while he's having a look at that i'll I'll just quickly tell you on what we're going to be covering so we're going to be doing uh, what we've been watching um relatively a little bit of trailer chat uh probably quite a lot of tangent in but yeah we're just gonna we 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 still wanted to bring you something so um we're we're just gonna kind of go with the flow and see how it goes so uh we might get we might give you an hour we might give you an hour and a half because who knows what happens once we get this fucking baller rolling um so yeah can i actually have you found that yet oh jumanji is wednesday the 20th uh, that's good you say you've got Jumanji on the 20th and then Bright's available on Netflix on the 22nd, 22nd yeah you know um, there's some there's some good shit happening the, the Greatest Showman is out on Boxing Day I'll watch that like why not um, Molly's Game is New Year's Day Ooh. All the Money in the World is the following Friday as is Hostiles all um, the money all the money in the world is out on January the 8th. 5th. 5th. It's out on January the 5th, and they started reshooting Christopher Plummer's scenes two weeks ago. I saw a TV spot. Did you see that on Twitter today? There's a TV spot that's got some Plummer shit in it, and it's like, I I mean, good for Ridley Scott, man. Did you see what Ridley Scott said about it as well? Oh, like, it's just like, he's like lightning. It's just like, yeah, I'm going to get it fucking done, and he got it, like, and he got it done. no, he's it it asked, um, you know, why the decision was made to do that. Mm. Um, and he said, you know, what, you know, where I found out about it, you know, I thought 
that's not right it's not good but a lot of people uh, have worked damn hard to get this movie done that it would be a shame it, w- it would be wrong to let the actions of one asshole um, ruin all their hard work yeah I mean I'm, I'm also 100% and I'm also glad I, I need to rewatch Baby Driver and I will before year end stuff but I'm, I was glad that the National Board of Review in the US still put it in their top 10 because that's a film that, you know, its reputation kind of could have been sunk because that film is now like basically the last film Kevin Spacey is in unless he has some mental career resurgence. Yeah. Um, and yet it, that hasn't been torpedoed either. And um you know, I mean, good on that film. And I think it shows how much people respect Edgar, Edgar Wright and that film that it hasn't just kind of like been swept up in that as well. Which, which is, it, it, it is that, that kind of blurred line we get to between um, artists and their art. And, you know, I, I think I actually think that, 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 that there are many sort of different opinions on on it and i think that uh, I, I don't think many people's are actually wrong because it's it, it, it is one of those things whereby it is okay to have difference of opinions for what you would consider something that is still okay to watch something that is not okay to watch and the way that you each person views it it's that's kind of up to them and it'd be for instance i won't watch um polanski movies which of course i really do like quite a few of them but i, I won't watch them but i won't criticize somebody else for watching them because that's Mm. their decision you know it's not for me to to put across that moralistic view across to to to, to that there but i think it is something that you're allowed to have a difference of opinion and also i think you're allowed to have a slight level of um of hypocrisy within that as well to an extent in the sense that yes i won't watch a polanski movie but i will watch I will rewatch Usual Suspects at some point because I really like the Usual Suspects. You know, I can't just cut out Kevin Spacey movies because he's made some good movies. You know, what? yes, he's a prick, but and if if he came out with something new, if he released a film where he was like, right, I've, I'm going back and I've self-financed this movie that I've written and I've directed, I would could then make a choice and go, well, fuck you, I'm not watching it. I think it with that kind of thing. I do wonder sometimes whether it's because like. Polanski's a director and Spacey's an actor. Like Spacey is just a cog in the machine, whereas yeah. Polanski or like Woody Allen or you know, well, I mean yeah. uh, James Toback now I suppose and Brett Ratner. Like whether it's like those films are like from their minds to, to a much larger degree than you know Kevin Spacey's Usual Suspects is Kevin Spacey's mind or something like that. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean like, that's the thing. Is it going to stop me watching Seven? God no. Well, yeah, that's it. it yeah. You know, I mean, like, fuck. And uh, even though I'm kind of refusing to watch Seven until there's a 4K version on Apple Apple TV, um, I'm getting like that now. It's like I don't want to watch that until there's a 4K version when it comes to rewatching things. <laughs> that, that's that's perfectly um, fine because I I, I I was I remember getting like that um, before when uh, when it was a switch over from DVD to Blu-ray. Mm. Yeah, no, no, exactly. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, that's the, it's the Polanski thing. I mean, that's uh, you know, don't criticize what other people watch unless other people are watching grown-ups 
um, would would be my uh, would be my particular <laughs> mantra. Um, that's that that that's it. Um, I mean, another thing that that I've, I've I've spotted that kind of made me get a little bit made my kind of teeth itch a little bit is I saw several tweets um, from people um, celebrating and and, and don't me wrong, this isn't the criticism of the movie or anything like that, but celebrating the fact that is it Lady Bird? The new Greta Going movie yeah, with yeah, yeah, yeah. Saoirse Ronan, yeah. right? Is getting very positive reviews. Brilliant, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I've watched the trailer, you know, and I'm I'm interested. It, it's not it's not a film that's within my wheelhouse, is what I would say. <coughs> but I'm interested. Um, and it, it looks it looks like a decent film, and it's been well reviewed. But there was a lot of a lot of kind of things that seem to be from people around the film or people championing it because it's got a hundred percent fresh on Rotten Tomatoes at the moment. I wrote a piece for Eat Sleep Live Film in twenty ten called A Hundred Percent I Don't Care where people were getting fucking up in arms about Toy Story 3's 100% rating I, on Rotten Tomatoes. I, I think I remember this. That was seven fucking years ago, and people yeah. are still, like, banging on about the rating on Rotten Tomatoes. A, a, a site which, if a film got 100% three-star reviews... That film would also be a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. You yeah. know, it, I mean, like, fuck, man. If you're going to use any of these sites as a, a, a stupid fucking metric for what's a well-regarded film or not, at least Metacritic breaks it down to a hundred percentage points. Yeah, that, that that's it. That that's the exact thing. The things again. It's not. It's not the end of the film. It's just if it, it's. It's just so weird in the fact that I, I've never put any substance in it. it Rotten Tomatoes isn't even a site that I, I don't think I've ever... I probably have been on it, but I can't say I ever remember, remember being on it. I must have been on it at some point, but I don't ever remember being on it, if that makes sense. Sure. Um, but I don't, I don't get it. In the same way as I don't get how people get up in arms uh, and get their panties award about IMDb ratings. Oh, how can IMDb have? I don't care. It, do, do you know what? If something is in the top ten on IMDb, it doesn't mean that it is officially one of the ten best films of all time. It just means people have clicked <laughs> on something. That's all. That 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 that's it. And the thing is, a lot of the time, these things haven't even these people haven't seen them a lot of the time for newer yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah. when um, what, what is it? Um, was it the Dark Knight Rises at one point had a hundred percent on IMDb, and it was like a week, it was like a month before it actually came out. Mm-hmm. It's so, yeah, fucked. The, the, I, 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 yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's just it's the death of critical discourse. It's okay. It's got hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Let's go see that. And you know, I, it, I, that system is fucking retarded. And anyone who uses Anyone who legitimises Rotten Tomatoes by even writing pieces about the fact that Lady Bird is 100% of Rotten Tomatoes is, in a way, infantilising film discourse. In all honesty, like, 
they are the same fucking people who whine about um, such and such, like the dissolve closing down because no one, no one's advertising on it because nobody's reading their long articles, which were fucking brilliant. The dissolve was really. We were, we were big fans of it, weren't yeah, we? The dissolve was <coughs> fucking amazing, and I'm so glad that those people do podcasts now because they're great. Um, mm. But that, 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 that so the people writing about oh it's great that Lady Bird is 100 percent on Rotten Tomatoes same people who fucking bitch and whine about these sites closing down you can't you can with this kind of thing you can't have it both ways do you want the exactly fucking, do you want the simple fucking thumbs up thumbs down of Rotten Tomatoes but at least with Cisco and Ebert they combined it with some fucking discourse they actually had a conversation. Rotten Tomatoes, critical consensus. Yeah, it's fucking brilliant. Everyone loves it, 100%. No. Everyone gave, gave it mixed to positive reviews. Yeah. Put that on the fucking poster, Lady Bird. And I'm sure Lady Bird's awesome. Yeah, but that, that's it. it. It's not against that film as such. It's just I noticed it particularly with that film. Now, if it was the fifth Transformers movie was champion saying, look, we've got 100% fresh on Rotten Preach. Tomatoes, you, you could say... Yes, that makes sense for mm-hmm. that film, who that film is pitching at. Mm-hmm. But Lady Bird doesn't. It doesn't make sense because the people that's supposed to be pitching at are supposed to be those types who are above that kind of thing. It, they're supposed to be ones who want a positive review out of something like Time Out of the New Yorker and things like that, mm-hmm. not off something that is either fresh a shiny red tomato or rotten a squished tomato yeah yeah quite i i i don't know it just and i mean i get why people want to be on rotten tomatoes like their reviews do get more visibility that way but you know it's you don't get the poster quotes you get certified fresh yeah yeah, I, I like just oh fucking that is how that's not dumbing things down. I don't know. You got a big red tomato and it's fresh. That means go see this fucking film. Yeah. I, 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 uh, even then again, then again, I say all that. Our rating system is based <laughs> on poo. Yes, it is. But we, it but is. we talk, but we talk. But 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 I was. Uh, that's almost. It's because I was thinking about that, and I and I, I genuinely did think it was a thought. Well, hang on a minute. We do a podcast where where we rate it around a, a very juvenile rating system, um, which is possibly more juvenile than the the, the fresh. Uh, what is it? It's not possibly. No, also, possibly about it, Mark. It is. There's, there's no possibly. Embrace, no, right. Um, so yeah. So I did think about that, but I thought. But then again, ours is almost like a, it's a, a tongue-in-cheek fucking. Um, wink as would you recommend it yes is, is, is what that is and I, I think that's a better way to do it because because what the week would qualify it with well i would recommend it but i don't recommend it to these and these and these and, um, and the thing is we're, we're not doing it to get on posters like seriously the day there is an official film poster or ad with definitely not shit dude <laughs> and a monkey is the day i basically blow my brains out because i think i've achieved yeah, that's it. it. It's it's yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it would be it, we, we would we would we would not take it graciously, would we? We would be we would fucking gloat like motherfuckers. I think that would be the end of the podcast. <laughs> I don't think we could get any better than that. 
No, it'd all be it'd all be fucking downhill. It would though. It would though. Yeah. You know, could you imagine if like the poster quote was Geostorm, dude and a monkey? <laughs> <laughs> this film has been certified Geostorm, Geostorm. by dude and a monkey. Yeah, it, no, <laughs> you just no. have a lot of people looking at it going. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> be, like, it must be. It must be some kind. There must be some kind of like deep meaning behind it. No, no. <laughs> you, you, you clearly don't subscribe. <laughs> no, I just. Oh my god. Um, Ian, um, <laughs> shall we do? Shall we do Infinity War last of the trailers, or should we do it first? Fuck, man. Um, I don't even know if I got any other trailers. To be fair, I mean, like, if you want to start reeling through them, I'll probably go. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw. That. Uh, Early Man, uh, the new Aardman animation. Yeah, I saw that a while back, but I don't think I ever talked about it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, and I, I, I just don't like stop animation. I really wish I did, but then again, I really liked um, Cooper and the Two Strings. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, man. I think it looks funny. Um, I mean, uh, uh, Lottie is very, very charmed by it, so I'll... Yeah. What I'll say, what I'll say there is, I thought that... Um, Pirates was like I was I was very adamant I don't want to see this it looks shit Isabel wanted to see it so I went to see it and I thought it was brilliant <laughs> yeah oh in so, Adventure with Scientists yeah 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 yeah, yeah that was uh, brilliant so so you know what I'm saying is with, with Early Man is if you're going to go and see it with Lottie I'm probably going to go and see it just to see it to see how wrong I am about the trailer <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, I, I don't know. I, 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 it just, I, I do, I do like Ardman, and I, I am quite. Uh, there's, there's something about it that's not quite there for me, but you know, I'll check it out. It's January. You know, I mean, I need something to go see, to go take Lottie to, and that, that would be nicely for me, and she'll sit through the whole thing, I'm sure. Yep. Um... Mary Magdalene. <laughs> oh fuck! I didn't get to see this, but I've, I've heard things. How was it? Well, it's it's, it's ballsy, is what I'll say there. Mm. Um, you know, a a film about you know um, Mary Magdalene, really, which is kind of a little bit like a, it's a film about Jesus told through the eyes of Mary Magdalene. A kind of is what it's going to be. Let's face it. Um, so yeah, that's a ballsy movie to make. Just was, um, off the bat, it was a blokey who did uh, lions doing that. Lion, Garth, yeah, Garth, Garth Davis, yeah, yeah, that's him. So you know, you've got to give, you've got to give credit for, for the balls of it. Um, it's, I mean, you've got Joaquin Phoenix as as Jesus, so there's that. Mm. But it does seem a little bit like, I don't know. A little bit like you're caught in controversy there. Mm-hmm. You're, you're wanting to piss people off, and it's and as anti-religion as I am. Mm. It's it's a little bit like there's a cynic in me that's going, yeah. You're thinking, well, it's already going to make its money back because the nutters are going to go and see it to say how much they hate it. And the anti-nutters are going to go and see it to piss the nutters off. It's a solid business plan, that. 
It is a solid business plan, yeah. Um, so it's you know, and I I I hope they release it around Easter. So yeah, um, but it doesn't it, it doesn't look that interesting to be honest. Mm, I think it's it, telling. Sorry. Yeah, it, it, the, the movie that you that you think it's going to look a little bit like it is the movie it looks a little bit like. And I, I don't think it's like opening in the US to qualify for an Oscar run or anything. I've heard no, it's no not. buzz on it whatsoever. So I think that probably tells you something. Even then again, I think it, I think it might have been like one that was a Weinstein film. Um. So you know, there, there's yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I, Joaquin Phoenix is Jesus. Fuck, man. Put that on the poster, I'll turn up. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I, I'll watch it, and I'm sure it'll, it'll have its its merits, but it, 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 there's nothing in it that makes me go, ooh. Mm. Um, oh. Yes, uh, what else is there? Uh, I think, yeah, I think we're up to the Avengers Infinity War. Um, so Noel has actually messaged us to give yes. his feelings on this. Yes. He's put... Um, well, I must admit, I was expecting a bit more from that. Uh, my two pence worth is it doesn't look uh, even nearly as spectacularly game changer as they've promised. In fact, aside from additional characters, Spidey and Panther, I'd say it felt rather Age of Ultron-y. What were your views on it? Yeah, yeah, kind of that, really. I mean, it looks expensive. That's about all, all you can really say. Um, it's all set up, you know what I mean? But, I mean... I, I doesn't I don't know. Thanos Look, just looks like a big guy. Yeah, well, everyone's kind of everyone's right, you know. Then it, it does look a little bit like Bruce Willis. And that, yeah, fuck yeah, he does. Looks a little bit like Bruce Willis choking on a like a peach pip or something. Yeah, I. We'll see. Um, I mean, it it is just a little bit like meh. Yeah, when the Avengers got together, it's all these people on the screen. Now it's all these other people on screen as well. And, yeah, it, you know, it's yeah. It just uh, the thing is, I, I didn't watch it until until I got home. So I, I I'd sort of seen on Twitter like the reaction of all these people losing their shit about it, and I just thought, you know, when people start to lose their shit that much about something, that's a bad sign. That's a sign that it's it's not that great. And then I watched it and thought. But I'm actually quite looking forward to it. You've got Captain America with a beard, you know, that I'm fine with that. Um, so I was very much like, right, go on then. And then it kind of watched and thought, oh, looks messy. Looks really messy. Looks like it looks. It looks like that. Like they're, they're throwing so much at the screen. And they're praying that it's all going to fucking stick, but you're still going to be able to make the picture out. And it just doesn't. It, it it's. It looks like it could be about. It could, looks like it could be about four hours long. Well, I mean, like they're they're already filming Avengers four, like because this is this is the 2018 one. Then I think there's another one in 2019. And then like Kevin Feige, like he didn't like a, there was a big thing with um, Vanity Fair. I think it was. Um, and I like I read that piece. It's actually a really good piece, fair play. Um, but they, he was saying like Avengers Four is a, is a finale for essentially the overarching themes of the Marvel universe up to this point, which does 
you know, and it's like some of them are going to be done. And but then, but then again, so fucking badly. We we do, but then again, I remember him saying similar things about you know that that, you know things were going to change with Age of Ultron, and then he said the same thing about big things were going to change in uh, Civil War. And that's where it started the idea of shit. Are they going to kill off Tony Stark? And then they they didn't. They kind of they pussed it out a little bit. The, and the, it, the, I, I really enjoyed Civil War. I thought, I thought it was very very good. The the thing is, at this point, they have got so many up and comers that you know they they could start leaning away from Iron Man. I mean, I thought because I thought it was interesting that in this teaser, Tony Stark is not in this teaser that much, you know. Like the at that end, like them running towards the camera, it's Black Panther, Captain America, um, Winter Soldier, Hulk, yeah, uh, Black Widow, and Black Panther's mate. I don't know what her name is, so forgive me, but like Black Panther isn't out yet, so hey, yeah. Um, it's fine to not know that. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, you know, it, 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 I, I don't know. I thought that was interesting. I mean, it kind of feels like, you know, do we need much more of Bruce Banner? In in all honesty, do we? Like, he can't have his own solo film because of the whole Universal thing. Um, you know, he, he's a good supporting character. He doesn't I don't, need to be around all the time. thing is, I, I, I don't think I want a... Um... In the same way as I, I, I don't want a, a Black Widow movie, solo movie, and I wouldn't have wanted a Loki solo movie, I don't want a Hulk solo movie. Mm. I think it's... That would just be... It, it would be... It'd be fucking wringing the fucking towel a little too tight. But um, wouldn't, it be, wouldn't it be nice if him and Black Widow could just walk off into a fucking sunset and be done? Yeah. That'd be lovely. You know, Chris Evans... He doesn't want to do Captain America all his fucking life. He obviously doesn't, and good for him. You know. No, I mean he's 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 essentially. I mean, no, essentially, he's outright come out and said, hasn't he, Chris Evans, that um, that once you know, once they're done with his cap, uh, and he, he's basically said that he won't ever, he won't ever quit Captain America if there's still somewhere for him to go, because it potentially said, you know, I owe my career to this character and I, mm. and I, you know, it'd be wrong for me to, to do that. Um, but I think they know that there's a winding down from it, but he essentially said that he wants to, for all intents and purposes, kind of give up acting and just go into directing. And, and that's the thing, you know, and I mean, like winter soldier can be a supporting character in shit for a bit, you know, and, Fucking Falcon can be a supporting character, in, you know. Captain America in other films, and Captain America can go on his way. You know, you got Ant, you got Ant Man coming up. You got Captain Marvel. You got Black Panther. You know, you got Spider Man. I mean, you you've got enough people that can carry it on. And if you're gonna have Tony Stark as like the fucking Godfather character who comes in and does a bit, you know, like Spider Man Homecoming, then great. You know, but I mean, like, what more do we actually need from Tony Stark now? In terms of like character, you know, he's he's done his fucking playboy thing. He's done his trying to save the world in his own way in it fucking up thing. And you know, this you know, after Civil War, it kind of feels like maybe he'll get a bit of redemption with Infinity War. 
And then on his fucking way, he can talk, and every now and then he can just pop up. Yeah, which is fine, and it makes more sense to the character than than, than constantly having him be. He can't be Iron Man when he's in his sixties. Straight up, you know. And uh, I mean, that's it. Spider Man Homecoming. You know, he's good. Mm. Fucking good. Um, and uh, so, I, yeah, I don't know. I, it's it's a teaser designed to get people excited because loads of people are going to be in it, and isn't that fun? And yay! But. Yeah, it, I I don't know. It, 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 I get I get Noel's disappointment. That's it. It, it, it. it does it does it really need to tease people? People are going to see it anywhere. No, I know, but you know, it's like build up the fucking hype and all that shit. Yeah, I, I, That's it. I, I expect. I expect. What I'll say there is, I expect the second trailer to be a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. No. Totally. Yes. Um, right. Uh, I think that's it for trailers, isn't it? Because it's not been that long since we last actually recorded. Um, yes. Uh, right. Uh, well, let's get into it then, Ian. Uh, what have you been watching? We'll do it in. I, I've got. I think I've got seven. Yeah, I'll just count how many I've got. Okay. Yeah, so seven. One, two, three, <coughs> four, five, six. We'll do three and then three no, and then five. four and then three. Hang on. Did I talk about Lost in Space already? No. Okay. Lost in Space. Um, so I watched it a couple of weeks back now, but obviously we didn't do what we watched last week. So um, this film took me like literally four days to get through. You, you um, were watching it for a long time. Like no, yeah, no, exactly. yeah, that's right. I was WhatsApping you guys, wasn't I? Um, now, Lost in Space is a film that literally, I think, came out, and after the opening weekend, everybody, including those in it, forgot it existed. Yeah, um, but it was on Amazon Prime. Um, this film is mental. I mean, this is yeah. a, the, the cast is so fucking nineties. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just looking at it again now. You know, William Hurt, Heather Graham, Lacey Chambers in it. Um, Mimi Rogers. Mimi Rogers, yeah. Matthew Matt LeBlanc, LeBlanc. Gary and Oldman. The, and you've got Gary Oldman as, like, the comedic, like, the comedy villain. Even yeah, though he is the he? villain, he's also, like, weirdly comedic side relief. It's it's very, very weird. Um and I mean, it's a film that tries to position Matt LeBlanc as just like a badass, but yep. literally he's acting like Joey Tribbiani acting in a big action <laughs> blockbuster. It's fucking bizarre. You know, like Matt LeBlanc is not a good actor, but he's charismatic, but he's not in this at all. Um, I, I don't know. Like it, it's, he is doing the old, like smell the fart acting. Um, yeah, and I, I was reading like I am like with Amazon Prime. You pause it; it does this X-ray thing, but it pulls off trivia from IMDb. <laughs> yeah, and like just the fact that they offered this to Matthew Perry first. Yeah, and it was like, what if if Matt LeBlanc didn't accept it? Were they going to go to David Schwimmer? You know, I, it just was it the, 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 the Ma- Matthew Perry? Um, he turned it down. Um. Because I think they wanted him to bulk up for it. Um, 
because he was in one of his I'm addicted to painkillers again things and was really and lost loads of weight. Yeah. And basically it was like, no. <laughs> so they just they just offered it to Matt LeBlanc instead. I, yeah, no, I mean I believe that. I just it's like what makes what makes a casting director think that they are two similar people for a role? I, it just it's and to be fair, it is way more a Matt LeBlanc role than it is a Matthew Barry. Oh, gotcha! Like Jesus Christ! Um, but yeah, I mean he's he is playing it like Joey. It is the weirdest. It's almost method. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. It, I, just William Hurt being the lead in an action blockbuster is fascinating and. I, he just pay, plays it so one note deadly serious the entire way through um but it just it, it, it it's painful um and it, it's a film it, it just it's all over the place it's like the star is this space battle against the these forces that are kind of trying to sabotage humans and plans of like going through into like intergalactic space and then they go off and it's like sabotage and then they get lost. And then there are these spider things and then it turns into a sins of the father thing where like it, there's like a time warp thing and William Hurt's kid is abandoned and grows up to be twisted and being mentored by a Gary Oldman spider hybrid. It's like, where, <laughs> what the shit is this film doing? Can um, I remember that? And it just like I mean, it's like, but the whole sense of the father thing—you don't see that these days in cinema. And just I don't know, like older people being leads in blockbusters isn't really a thing these days. Um, and I mean, like in a way, Geostorm kind of harkened back to an earlier age of blockbusters. But you know, it did yeah. Gerald Butler's not old, but he's older than the vast majority of leads in blockbusters these days. Um, and yeah, I, it just, it's, it's fascinatingly shit. Gerard um, Butler will have been the same age as uh, William Hurt was when he made Lost in Space. Yeah. That's cray cray. Like that, it is, wow. yeah. and also, but this is William Hurt, four-time Oscar-nominated actor and one-time Oscar winner, I believe. Mm. And yeah, he's I'm rocking sure up in Lost in Space. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it, it, oh fuck! I tell you what, as well, the CG. There's a little CG alien creature that they pick up along the way, and I mean, it's before Jar Jar, you know, and it just. It makes you appreciate Jar Jar more. Uh, did I read really r- rightly that Jar Jar's coming back? Fuck, I hope not. I'm sure I read that. What, in episode eight? Yeah. Oh, cheeky old Ryan Johnson. Um, carry on, I'll, I'll, carry on I'll, I'll double check that. God damn, man. Last Jedi is two weeks tomorrow. That's fucking... Wow. Wow. Um, anyway. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Uh, uh, yeah, so Lost in Space. Um, it's on Amazon. It's like two hours long. Why? Why? Um, I'll never watch it again. So there you go. That's 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 my life's worth of watching the 1998 
film Lost in Space done, I am filling while... Yeah, Frank Jar Jar Binks is making a return in, what is it? Great stuff. Jar Jar Binks return, uh, Star Wars, uh, The Last Jedi. Are you just yeah. Googling it? Apparently, um, Variety of reporting it. Mm, shit. You sure it doesn't link to a rit roll? Uh, no, I'm not sure. Oh. I'm not sure, and I'm also not going to click on it just in case. So let's let's just say it is true. Okay. All right, cool. Look forward to that. <laughs> Talk about that with Steve. I'm sure Steve will be back on. So that'll be fun. Yes. Um, cool. What else have you got? Yeah, okay, uh, right. Did I talk about War for the Planet of the Apes? No. Okay. War for the Planet of the Apes, well, that is a, that is a mighty film, that is, that is a mighty film. Oh, shit, didn't talk about my new TV. Holy shit. I know, you got it. Yeah. Right, go on. New TV chat. What, 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 film did you watch, what, what film did you watch first on it? Oh, fuck. How the fuck did I not talk about that? Um, oh, God. Oh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, thank God for that, because the second film I watched, I'll talk about it. Oh, my God. If I christened it with that. Um, yeah, okay. So, new TV. Uh, Black Friday was a son of a bitch. Uh, so... Um, through discounts at work and a mad discount in Curry's where the guy said, do you, do you want protection on the, on your TV, two ninety nine a month? I was like, not really, no. He was like, tell you what, I'll knock 25 quid off the price, sign up for the, the direct debit now and you can just cancel it once it's set up. And I was like, yeah. what, and you'll take 25 quid off? He was like, yeah, our manager's just telling us to do it. Yeah, what that is, that is, they're getting a bonus based on the amount of these they get signed up for um, over the weekend, and it will be a bonus based on sign-ups rather than actual go-throughs. We used to get it all the time uh, in mobile phones uh, with stuff like that, and we used to do the same. We used to say to people, just take it, fucking cancel it, take it, come in. And it used to be, it used to be sort of worth it to the point of the fact that you'd be like, you could give a bigger discount on the phone than it would cost for them to do it. We used to have one, I remember, we used to actually pay for people uh, by knocking it off um, the price of three months insurance, which was £23.97. And I still remember that to this fucking day. And it's been <laughs> like 14 years since I saw mobile phones. Nice. But I still remember it to this day, £23.97. Um, and yeah, we used to literally, sometimes with people, to the point of where we'd literally give them it out of the fucking till. No, nice. no I mean, like, I, yeah, I figured it was going to be some sort of commission-y type thing, but it was like, yeah, fucking go for it. So between between those, like a TV that was 900 quid a few months back, I got for 525. Um, and That's not bad. I put my TV on eBay Started it at a hundred pound. I got three hundred and twenty for it. So you've effectively paid like one hundred and eighty quid for a new TV. Well, about two hundred. Yeah, that's not bad, though, is it? Now the thing is, right? This is a TV that 
so the TV I've got at the moment accepts HDR signals. Well, my old TV, sorry, um, has HDR Netflix and Amazon Video apps, but it, it's not really HDR. It does it does make the picture different, but it's not it's not really it. And only one of the HDMI ports even does it. This one is four HDMI's. They all do HDR. Um, and it does Dolby Vision, which is um, the uh, Dolby's proprietary uh, HDR format, which Apple TV also supports. So as well as like normal HDR content, I get Dolby Vision content, which base it, it, it's kind of a HDR, but they like literally you can break it down in the metadata by like shot and stuff like that. So it, it just it's not mm. like one set level all the way through. Like it, it can be different. Yeah. Um, now, it. I'll be honest. It's had some HDMI handshake issues where I it randomly made my Apple TV stop doing sound, and I had to hard reset my Apple TV. When was that? Last Saturday or Sunday? Right. That's weird. Why did yours do that? Mine did that Saturday on Sunday. Do you know what? Yeah. Genuinely, I think it was Sunday. Yeah, my my my, my Apple TV. Um, it did the same thing. It was. It was I started up um, Jagged Edge, mm. uh, and it was just it was on the it was just spinning. That was it. And then all of a sudden it started, stopped, said, came out, and it said, this title is not available on your uh, on this Apple TV. Started it again, it started, no sound. So I had to hard reset, and then it came back up again. Fuck. That's... But I've, I've had that a couple of times with the Apple TV. No, no, don't be wrong, Apple TV is fantastic. But I've had to a couple of times do a hard reset on it. Okay, well, I mean, I don't know, maybe, maybe that that's connected then, but like we haven't had a problem since either. So, um, and yeah, I mean, it it's amazing what a difference a couple of years in like screen tech can do. Um, it looks fucking awesome. Um, yeah, the Revenant three ninety nine in four K HDR. I got that for on I on Apple TV. <laughs> fucking hell. 399 the revenant again looks incredible i mean it looks better than it did on my old tv but i think that's more the tv than the quality of the stream um, yeah and it already looked fucking amazing um uh, yeah it just it makes it's making everything look awesome like everything um it, the colors are so fucking vivid um, it's not OLED because you l- w- will pay way upwards of a grand for an OLED TV with HDR. Yeah. Um, but it's what LG calls super LCD, which is essentially their level between normal HDR TVs and OLED TVs. Um, yeah. and it, it looks awesome. Like I played a bit of Mad Max Fury Road in 4k and that fucker is stonking. Like it's, I sincerely recommend. I mean, when I know you're going to do this already, but when you when you are ready to go 4K, a you can use my discount. Um, B, fucking, I'll 
I'll I'll do you right. I'll make sure I get a, like, I fucking pick out a good one for you. But like, oh, I, I, I I have absolute fucking trust in you on this. Literally, when I am ready to fucking push the button, it will literally be, Ian, this is my budget. There we go. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, but yeah, no, and I mean like. Dolby Vision, LG do it at the moment. Sony have announced that they're, I think this year and I think last year, HDR TVs will get Dolby Vision in a firmware update. Um, it's a fucking minefield, this. Samsung have their own extra special HDR format that they're pushing. I think HDR 10 plus. So they will not do Dolby Vision for the foreseeable. But Essentially, it, it, with Apple TV, if you don't have Dolby Vision, the Dolby Vision titles will still play in HDR, but they won't have this extra layer of, layer of metadata, so it won't be quite as tuned as it would be otherwise. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of all over the place there, but it's fucking, it, it's really, 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 really pretty. So you're happy with it then? Yeah. Um, the only thing... My only issue, even though I've turned this off, so it's fine, but there's there was a feature called LED local dimming where it makes like blacks blacker. However, in the parts of the screen where it's not black, the backlight is more intense on those parts of the screen, but it doesn't do it in individual pixel areas. It does it in almost like sixths down the screen. Uh, so right, yeah. when like say a logo pops up like that middle whole middle of the screen will be more backlit than the rest and it is distracting as shit and i've got no idea why they even thought that was a good idea It'll, there'll have been some there'll have been some bit that, they, that they've done it and then they haven't thought about it till afterwards like yeah and I mean, the thing is the bits where the blacks are blacker those bits look awesome and it's like, why can't it just be like that all the time? Because I think then the bits that are brighter won't be as bright. So I kind of understand it. But it was just yeah. like, I started watching Spider-Man Homecoming with Donna. And it was just like two minutes in, I was like, I can't fucking do with that. Turned it off and it was like, okay, that's great. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. So um, yeah, War for the Planet of the Apes. So I watched it in 4K before um, on Apple TV before I got... The, the the tv which is a shame um it it was it was a bit of a spur of the moment thing to be honest um so yeah um but yeah war for the planet of the apes it's fantastic it'll be in my it, it, it's gonna be kind of hard push to not be my number one film of the year at this point um that film, which, which is which is fucking awesome yeah no exactly i i could not be more pleased um it just the the tech is absolute. I think unparalleled for what it's trying to do. Yeah. Um, but the story is amazing as well, and it's the first Michael Giacchino score that didn't want make me want to fucking kill myself in moments. Um, so even that's a success as well. Um, like that that film is fucking. I'm I'm really really sad that the kind of like the best picture kind of noises that were coming out when it first came out have completely died away, um, because I that I I think that film will genuinely and I think objectively will be more worthy of a best picture nomination than the vast majority 
of the films that will be nominated for Best Picture. The thing is, when you're taking the idea of a Best Picture as an incumbent of everything that that, that combines filmmaking, mm. you, with War for the Planet of the Apes, you're using a similar kind of um, a similar reasoning for why it made sense and why you can completely see why, for instance, Avatar was um, was nominated for Best Picture. Avatar, as an actual, as a piece of storytelling and things like that, is quite basic and quite quite poor, actually. You know, the, the, I don't think you you you, you can criticise uh, somebody for saying that it's actually quite a basic story and it's not even a basic story told that fucking well. However, as a technical exercise of filmmaking, it, Avatar, there's there's no other way for me. It was it was spectacular. Um, however, I think that. The, the, the spectacle was all Avatar had. And once you take away spectacle, it, it's, it is just a little bit naff, really. Whereas War of the Planet of the Apes, the spectacle isn't, isn't showing off. It isn't all it's got. The spectacle is there to tell the story. And it's, it's, the, it's using the technology rather than to say look at what we can do it's look at what we can do and look at what we've done with it which is very different and so even if there's no there's no way i think you can argue that um technically it it should be nominated i think based on the story wise i think it should be nominated um and acting wise i think you can argue it should be nominated writing wise it, everything is on point with that film. Whether or not it deserves to win or not is a different matter. But I would hazard to guess that that if there's ten, let's say there is ten films that get nominated this year, I would say that out of the ten films that will get nominated, there will be at least six that are less worthy. Might be better movies but are less worthy of a nomination than that. Because when you get 10 nominations for it, really, realistically, there's only three that could win it. The other ones are there as a gesture of, look at this. Yeah. And that film, whether or not it's going to win it or not, deserves that gesture of, look at this. Look at what fucking cinema can do. That's great, yeah. That's a that's a fantastic way of putting it, man. Um, I mean, I, 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 yeah. I, I actually, I can't, I can't add to that. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. That's good. Um, by the way, as well, Terminator Two, Judgment Day, 4K, iTunes next week, a tenner. It's a tenner, isn't it? Yeah, tenner. They've kept it at a tenner, haven't they? And it's got extras. Yeah. You know that that, that that's. I was quite surprised they kept that at a tenner, but they have they've they've, they've not budged on it. That's what they're doing, man. They're they're keeping the to buy prices nice and cheap, and then fucking you on the rental prices. Because it's five forty nine in it. It'll weird. be it will be five forty nine to rent. Like fucking everything is on iTunes now, but that's fine because I don't rent this shit. I'll buy it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'll I'll do one other and then I'll um I'll hand over. Um What should I do? What should I do? Oh uh, I mean I already kinda of talked about it actually. Um Spider Man Homecoming, um 
so yeah uh it's good i i liked it slightly less than i did the first time um uh yeah um i i, I kind of think it's a it's ever so slightly bitty i think um like it, it you know it's got to introduce spider-man and it's got to have tony stark in it and it's got to try and introduce, like, introduce this villain as well. It's Michael Keaton, so it's quite an interesting villain. And then you got that plot twist, which I still think is a, a, a very, very lazy coincidence. You know, and yes, yeah. right, fine, you'd never guess it, but you'd also never guess it because this guy, this guy's daughter, just so happens to be the object of Peter Parker's affections. Really. Really, mm. uh, just uh, yeah. I uh, all right, fine. Also, I don't think the action sequences are that great. Like, there's nothing memorable in any of the action in this film. Um, but I think Tom Holland's fantastic. I think Michael Keaton is great. Um, yeah, I think he's one of the best Marvel Studios villains. Um, oh, without question. Yeah, that, that that they nailed the villain in that. But then again, they nailed it because because it's Michael Keaton and he can be when he's as sinister, if not more sinister as, as, um, I can't remember the name now. As just a normal dad. As, as, as Michael Keaton rather than as yeah. the vulture. Yeah. Yeah. No, straight up. Um, yeah. So, but I mean, I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to Spider-Man Homecoming 2 or whatever the fuck it's going to be called. Um, but yeah, well, you know, we'll see. Um, yeah, cool. All right. I'll hand it over to you, bud. Cool, right. Uh, I rewatch Planes, Trains, Automobiles as I do every Thanksgiving because it's the Thanksgiving movie, isn't it? Let's be yeah, honest. Um, <coughs> there are other films that set around Thanksgiving, but it's kind of like it's Planes, Trains, Automobiles, so I watch it every year, either on Thanksgiving or around that 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 kind of those days. There, um, it's fantastic. Still, it's still fucking. Uh, it was a three ninety nine as well on iTunes. Uh, so I'm, I'm pretty sure I bought it. I think I did. I double check that. Make sure I'm not talking bullshit. Um, because I know that I watch it every year as well. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I bought it for three ninety nine on iTunes. Hmm. Uh, there. Uh, but yeah, it's still it's still a fucking it's still a gut punch um, every time I watch it. Uh, that moment where you realise, you know, there. Even though I know the ending, it's it's still fantastic, and it's it's a great one in the fact that there's a remix of a song within it of the actual of Steve Martin losing his shit within the movie which is a what in the credits a brilliant in the, in the film really I don't remember that that's funny yeah there's, there's, a, there's a bit where um where, you know where he, he gets the um he gets the rental car and he goes out to it uh, and it's not there. It's been stolen, or it's not in the right place, or anything like that. Mm. Um, yeah, it, it, there's actually there's there's remix quotes within the song that's playing over it that are Steve Martin um, later on in the film and, and earlier on in the film um, saying things. <laughs> oh hell. Within the movie. Yeah, so it really is fantastic. It's that it's that greatness that is John Hughes that just kind of encapsulates these kind of things. Um, and it's Steve Martin in peak form, and it's John Candy in peak form. So yeah, it's it, it, it's brilliant. Um, rewatch Triple Nine. 
Mm. Um, which is the uh, John Hillcoat movie uh, with Casey Affleck, Stuart Allegia for uh, Anthony Mackie, Aaron Paul, Clifton Collins Jr., Norman Reedus, uh, Gal Gadot, Woody Harrelson, and Kate Winslet. It's a hell of a cast. Um, it's it's good. I just get the feeling that it should be better. Yeah. In the sense that you've got that cast, you've got John Hillcoat, um, it's just, it's a little bit underwritten, maybe. Yeah, okay. What I get to feel is that this might have been better as a six-part miniseries and fleshed out a little bit, but here it's just... It's too condensed down in the sense that you don't... There's a great set piece in it. Um, There's a couple of great set pieces in it. Um, But a key one about halfway through where um, they do a... They go on a raid um, on a a tower block. And it's a brilliant set piece. And it's quite... um, It's almost... Michael Mann-esque in its um, in its methodic nature the way it does it but in a very dirty John Hillcoat way rather than a very what would have been a very clean crisp um, way as in I mean Mann did it I suppose in Miami Vice where they're uh, at the trailer car there hmm. that's it, it's very precise and concise and everything like that this is a little bit more gnarly and a little bit more all over the place, but still has that kind of training. And it's the bit where you've got Casey Affleck has got the, the protective shield in front of them. They're going from room to room. It's yeah, it's yeah. a really good set piece. But then you've also got Kate Winslet playing a Russian mobster. <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is really fucking weird. Um yeah, so there's, there's there's that. So yeah, it's it's good, and it, it it is it is absolutely my type of movie. But it, it just it it probably should have been a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, a movie, yeah. a movie that had no right to be as good as it is um, was, and I watched this with Becky and Isabel. Uh, we watched it. Um, not this Sunday, the Sunday before, um, is Triple X, The Return of Sander Cage. Fuck yeah. Which, which, um, I said to Isabel, we're all, we're all going to sit down and we're having Sunday lunch, uh, uh, yeah, lunch together. Um, and I said to Bex, well, why don't we all watch a movie while having lunch? It's like, all right, cool. What do you want to watch? So we'll, I'll have a look to see what's on Sky. So I think Isabel said to Isabel, right, Passengers are Triple X Return of Xander Cage. Watch the trailers now because we're going to watch one of them while we're having lunch. And she sent me a message back saying, Triple X Return of Xander Cage. We'll go, we'll go for that because I've seen Passengers. And I was like, fine, that's brilliant. About 10 minutes in, Beck said, pause it a second. So I paused it and she went, really? Really? Is this film being serious? I was like, yeah, this film is being serious. Mm-hmm. She's like, okay, cool, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, the next, the next thing Becky said was, "That's not how skiing works." As anyone ever told Vin Diesel, "That's not how skiing works." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, 
I don't think they have. And I think if they had, he wasn't listening. She went, oh, great. Oh, he's on a skateboard now. Okay, mm-hmm. fair enough. Mm-hmm. That was all so they could watch a football match. Like, yes. She's like, mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. And so at this point, I'm saying to her, just to, just to point out, very soon we're going to be introduced to a character who one of his special skills is he's just fun to be around. And they're yep. like, are you, are you you're taking the piss now though, aren't you? Like, no, genuinely. And then it crops up on that title card. It says, just fun to be around. I'm like, oh no, wait a minute. So it is actually, that is his thing, that he's just fun to be around. It's like, yep. So he's got no, like, super skills or anything like that. Nope. Like, right. All right. Do you know what, though? The Return of Xander Cage is, is so much fun. There's a bit... There's a, there's a snapshot in this movie that, can, that sums up the entire movie. And it's, it's when we're getting a foot chase between Donnie Yen and Vin Diesel, where they're running mm-hmm. essentially towards a building and they're both going for the same thing. Oh, and, like in, and they, in, in the middle of the car's coming at them. Yeah, and they yeah. both get hit by a car. Yeah. And Donnie Yen looks up at Vin Diesel and Vin Diesel looks back at him and they both smile at each other. Yeah. That That is this movie. <laughs> is this movie entirely encapsulated is them two smiling at each other. I'm, 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 I'm just... I'm, yeah, sorry. Go on. I was just going to say, I'm going to watch this again tonight. I, I'm, yep. I'm so I'm so in the mood for Return of Xander Cage tonight. Fuck, that's perfect. Yeah, and there was like, it's just like that is that's perfect. And, and both both Bex and Isabel thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, the the scene where um, uh, Nina um, Devrev uh, turns up at first, and she's talking about her safe word, um, Comquat. Kumquat, yeah. Uh, and that whole bit there. They were both just sat there going, Oh my god, this is this is just fantastic. I'm like going, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. It's it's such a, a fun movie. It's a movie that goes that where you get in the feeling that there's someone on set who's going Can I just point something out though? Um, DJ uh, and Vin. Won't this be a bit silly? And they've gone, yeah, yeah, too right it will. There's there's a guy who worked on this movie that it, it, it was possibly drove him mad because it's that silly. Oh. And he's been like, but oh my god, but this this is it, it won't work like that. And they've gone, yes, it will. I'm down. I don't it's, care. it's all right. It's cool. It's cool. It's good. Oh my god, God, no, no, it's not cool. It's not cool. God, it is. It's cool. It's cool. And do you know what? It is cool. But Tony Yar just smiles throughout the entire yeah. film. It's fucking amazing. Like he's just yep. laughing and smiling all the way through it. It's incredible. Yep. And his his character is literally there just to be Tony Yar. Fuck, man! I kind of want to get this podcast done so I can watch Fatalis and Cage. I'm sorry. Right. Well, I, I, I I'm no done offense. with this round anyway. Fuck. So uh, back over your good self. I, I genuinely will be quite quick anyway. Um. So, uh, I took Lottie to go see uh, Frozen with the the new short that they had. Um. So like Frozen was re-released in the cinemas. Number five in the UK uh, top ten this weekend. 
frozen. Fucking hell. Um, like made but do you know million. what? Do you know what? If kids are going and they're enjoying it, who the fuck are we to fucking bemoan that? Straight up. I like Frozen quite a lot, and Olaf's Frozen Adventure was fun. I, I, do you know what? I, I, I've, I've seen Frozen, and I thought it was perfectly fine. I never need to watch it again. But <laughs> the whole points back to the thing. Cinema isn't for, is for everybody. It isn't just for cinephiles. Yeah, straight up. Um, Lottie, like, Lottie's never really actually paid attention and watched Frozen all the way through before. Um, and she got really upset, actually. Um, like, she's a she's a very empathetic little girl. And yeah. if, if she knows people are sad, it makes her sad. And, like, like, people are sad quite a lot in Frozen. So, and by themselves as well. People being by themselves and lonely is a big thing for her. So, um, yeah. So, I, I, you know, she is only three and Frozen is a PG. And I can kind of see why now. Never really got that before, but yeah. Um, okay, so uh, <laughs> the second film I watched on my 4K TV. So we we, we, uh, we had a bit of, st- of a stomach bug um, in our house over the weekend. So none of us were feeling particularly great. Um, and we were, just, we were looking through Netflix. You see, you watch Return of Xander Cage with your wife and your kid. I watched the Netflix original A Christmas Prince. Um <laughs> Like, I just. Oh. Right. The letterbox <coughs> description. The tagline She's looking for a scoop. He's looking for a queen. When a reporter goes undercover as a nanny to get the inside scoop on a Playboy prince, she gets tangled in some royal intrigue and ends up finding love. But will she be able to keep up her lie? Um, wow. Yeah, it's it's basically it's a Hallmark film, but it was in 4K on Netflix, so it was like, yeah, all right, then I'll watch it. Um, so it's just like Donna. Um, That's really, totally random. Yeah, no, I know. Like the thing is, Donna <coughs> really likes watching these like made-for-TV Christmas, and you know, as a lot of people do, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm genuinely, I'm not going to poo-poo it. They're they're easy watching fluff that you can just throw on, and we watch the entire thing. And by the end, I kind of was intrigued to see how Prince uh, Richard was going to become king due to some stuff about his lineage that came up. How it was resolved was fucking retarded. Um, but, you know, it, I, it, you know, it's a film where it, there's a prince from a fake Eastern European country called Aldovia, but they all have British accents. You know, it's one of those. Um, but for some reason, it was a Netflix original. Um, so there you go. From and... the director of Inspector Gadget 2. Um, and Jingle All the Way 2. Okay. That's, <coughs> uh, that, that's, those are some films. Actually, no. Right. Can I just quickly, just slight tangent on this. Like, literally very quick tangent Please on this, do. right? Um, the guy who directed that is called Alex Zab, right? Mm-hmm. These are some of the other films he's directed, right? He directed the Carrot Top film, Chairman of the Board, right? Great, sir. But he also directed Inspector Gadget 2, um, a Doctor Doolittle sequel, Beverly Hills Chihuahua 2, Tooth Fairy 2, The Little Rascals Save the Day, which is a sequel to Little Rascals, Jingle All the Way 2, 
Yeah. So that was it. So, so out of the not too many films he's directed, he's directed six sequels. Not a single one to a movie that he originally made. <laughs> well, maybe he'll do a Princess Prince too. Who knows? Um, yeah, uh, you know, it is it is what it is. It was fucking rubbish. But you know, I'm not I'm not going to poo poo anyone who watches it because I'd be poo pooing my wife. <coughs> you know, there you go. Um, and lastly, uh, following Jim and Andy that we reviewed last week, I rewatched Ace Ventura: Pet Detective. <laughs> fucking love Ace Ventura Ace Ventura actually started my, my love for Jim Carrey that it is, that film has not aged well man like the the kind of like the, the transphobic stuff in it now yes yeah yeah is, yeah it's fucking brutal um like it's really bad the, the, the way that he sets fire to his clothes and yeah, you know, like the shower he takes, and the kind of like the toothpasting his mouth, and like the way that like when it's revealed that Einhorn has like a dick and like balls at the end, and they all just start throwing up. Um, I yeah, I I I mean like I there are bits of it that are genuinely funny. Don't get me wrong, there really really are. Um, but that film has not aged well. I, 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 I can see, I can see that certainly, yeah, in terms of uh, um, for, for that, that particular aspect of it. But I think <coughs> I don't know. It, it's a strange one, I think. Yeah, I, I yeah. Uh, anyway, that's it. I'm done. Cool. Uh, right, I have a few to do. Uh, rewatch Major League because it crops up on Netflix, and I kind of love that movie. Um, and I jokingly suggested watching it to Bex, and she just went, "Do you know what? I can't. I can't even arguing about what else we might watch. So yeah, let's let's watch it." I say, "Are you okay? Cool." And she actually quite enjoyed it. <laughs> nice. So yeah, so that was that. Um, I um, watched the film. We watched uh, Slither. Oh, okay. Uh, the Flip Noise, uh, Sharon Stone, William Baldwin movie. Um, which also has Tom Berenger in it, which Tom Berenger was in uh, Major League as well, which is quite strange. I didn't realise at the time. Um, it's a... <laughs> um, it's a strange one, is, is, is Sliver, in the sense that still one of the weirdest fucking um, song placements uh, to come out of that is the UB40 Can't Help Falling In Love. <laughs> nice. Uh, for that movie. It's, yeah... Um, yeah. The whole kind of crux of the movie falls on the fact that um, Sharon Stone will have been naked in it for quite a bit. Beyond that, there's not a lot there. <laughs> yeah, it's... yeah. Mm. Beyond, on, on, literally, beyond that, there's nothing to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you like uh, 90s right thrillers where Sharon Stone is, is, is naked quite a lot, just watch Basic Instinct, because it's a much better movie. <laughs> nice. Um, we watched the game, which is kind of like I get the feeling it's almost like David Fincher's forgotten movie. Yes, it is. In the sense, yeah. in the sense that, that that people, you could say, oh, what about what about Panic Room? But I do think people talk about Panic Room more than the game because it, it's kind of like 
it, it, it's it's cooler to talk about that as, as Fincher's forgotten movie. I agree with that, yeah. Where, actually, this is his forgotten movie, because it's the movie he made after Seven, but before Fight Club. So he's, he's still kind of honing a craft. Because um, Planet Room, essentially, Planet Room was, was made off the back of, uh, of, of Fight Club to kind of... He made it to ensure that the the kind of uh, the box office failure that was Fight Club didn't fuck him up from making stuff in the future. Mm. Whereas he mm. was, you know, very much hot shit at this point, and he had he got Michael Douglas and Sean Penn, um, you know, big actors at the time, to be in this, you know, his follow up to, to Seven, and the game's a really fucking good movie. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know. Fucking right, it is, man. You know, it, it it's maybe a little bit too long. I think you could maybe, um, you could maybe accuse it of, but I think maybe in the in the grand scheme of things nowadays, it, it, it wouldn't be. It's just over two hours long, but it's it, yeah, it's Michael Douglas is, is very good at it. You know, he's playing a very stoic character. It's also got a lot more nihilism than I think I remember. Um, I remember it having. Oh, dude, that's um, a bleak film. That is a fucking bleak film. Yeah, it is. You, you can totally see... It, it's, it's been a long time since I watched it. It's been maybe 20 years since I watched it. And obviously, at the time, the last time I watched it, I think I had, as forms of Fincher reference, Seven and maybe Fight Club. So I've watched it again post-Fight Club. But now when you've got you know, things like The Social Network and Benjamin Button and um, Girl Dragon Tattoo and Gong Girl and all these other Fincher movies and, you know, plus, you know, 20-odd years of, of Seven and things like that, hmm. it, it very much stands out as a as a Fincher movie. Um, yeah, it, it really is it is one that I think deserves a bit of a, a bit of a reappraisal, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah, I'd like to rewatch that again. Again, I'm kind of five ninety nine on iTunes. But is it four K? It isn't four K. I did mm. check. Um, yeah, five ninety nine on iTunes. So if it crops from four K and it stays at five ninety nine, you're, you're in right, for a bit of a treat it. there. Yeah, it yeah. looks fantastic as well. Yeah, nice. Uh, and my last one, I rewatched Hackers. Uh, I watched that a little while back. Yeah. A movie that that should look like shit and not hold up, but kind of does in a kinda, weird way. Kinda. Um, it's. I think I remember. I think I remember you saying this at the time. Cause I remember you talking about it not too not too long ago. Maybe mm. it might be. It might be six months ago. Maybe a year ago. I don't um, know. It was probably. Yeah. I mean, that, more more six months than a year. I reckon. Yeah, I remember you saying, you know, that it's still possibly the best representation of what the internet looks like inside it. Mm. And you're right, it is. You know, it's there's almost like a 3D... They've almost created like a 3D world of the internet within the film. And it's a really it's, it's really interesting. Cause I, know, I know I'd seen Hackers before, but I don't really remember it that well. Because I think I saw it, you know, when I was about... 14 and I was probably pretty high to be honest when I watched it so um, and I haven't watched it sort of since then but yeah it's, it, it holds up it's it's an entertaining watch it's fun um, 
it, it's weird that Johnny Lee Miller did this in the same year as he made. Um, well, it was released the same year as Train Spotting. <laughs> mm. It's kind of strange <laughs> because he's he's playing you know an eighteen year old kid in this, and you know he looks like he's in his mid twenties. Yeah, yeah, no, fuck you. Know. But yeah, it's it. Um, yeah, hackers. It's it's very. It's it's a lot of it's a lot of fun. I think I watched it on. I think it's on Amazon Prime on Netflix. Kind of what I watched it. On. I watched it on Netflix. I remember. Yeah. I would think it must be on Netflix that I watched it then. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that was. Yeah, good stuff. That's what I've caught. Uh, obviously, I've watched the other Pay It Forward movies, but um, we'll talk about those. Uh, next week oh, on that show um, right we do have a Twitter question so I'm just going out of there cool. but I'm, I'm what I'm doing I'm, I'm doing something very old school as well at the moment in the sense that I'm not following the football score and I'm going to watch match of the day not knowing any of the football scores oh, nice. which is something I've not done in a, in a long long while which also means that I am putting my faith in Liverpool against Stoke <laughs> at Stoke, which is a terrible idea. <laughs> um, so I yeah, think you have to wait a while for that to be your match of the day as well. It doesn't exactly scream first up, does it? No, it doesn't at all, at all. So yeah, so I'm, 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 I'm kind of quite excited about this. I, 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 the thing is, I love a midweek match of the day. I, mm. It's a special thing, and it, that harks back to been a kid, and the only TV, only football really I saw was match of the day. And so, you know, when you get out midweek, it was like, this is fucking amazing. Um, so, yeah, so it's harking back to that. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Um, we do have a question. So I've managed to get on Twitter without seeing any football scores. Um, Rick Kidd, uh, at Rick J. Kidd, uh, has there ever been a film so bad that you've never been able to finish it, even when drunk? I would just fall asleep. Yeah, I, there's been many films that I've watched and fallen asleep. Um uh, but then again, I have a thing where I do always try and finish everything. Yeah, so, I, I can't. <laughs> I would just fall asleep. Yeah. Um, a film that I forced myself to watch the end of is a film called The Devil's Chair, which is an absolute piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, but I forced myself to watch the end of that so I could then have an opinion on it. That's got to be the way. No, I mean, I genuinely, I can't even think of any examples for me. In all honesty, what else is there? There must be something. Oh, after walking out of the cinema of Wild Wild West, I then did rent it to watch it so again, so I could have an opinion on it. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and I was right. It was fucking awful. I hated that movie. I think uh, I might rewatch it at some point though. Wild Wild West. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I watched that a few years back. Um, I'm, I'm going to have to go in a minute, man. Sorry. Uh, well, I, I'm going to go and eat in a minute. So, yes. Cool. So, that was uh, episode uh, 234 of Dude and the Monkey. Um, we hope you enjoyed it. I'd be from recording it, I'm sure. Um, so, yes. Uh, well, next week we've got playing it, for, playing it Forward. And then the week after that, we've got The Disaster Artist. And then, Indeed. yeah, we're pretty much running quite smoothly into, into the new year here, aren't we? Yeah, fucking right, mate. Um, so um, uh, do the com, uh, patreon slash do the monkey I've got a show that I'm recording tomorrow that's hopefully going to be out tomorrow Sweet. Um, 
What else have we got? Uh, at Ian Laurie on Twitter, at Dude the Monkey, at Dude Fars. Is there anything else I'm missing here? No, that'll do for me. Cool. Right. Uh, thank you very much for listening, people. Uh, and we shall speak to you next week. Sweet. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye.